Welcome back to another round table. My name is Adam. I have Rusman. Hello. Victor. Hi, everyone. Once again. And today we're going to talk about REITs and Singapore REITs specifically. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of them are near COVID valuations when everything was very, very cheap. And some of them even have double digit yields. So yes. we're going to have a look at whether there are maybe one or two of them we want to have a look at. And maybe there are some of them you should avoid, even though they're paying such high yields. And why is that so? All right, so maybe just a quick overview of what the REIT market is like in Singapore right now. I think if you look at the yield uh, on average, uh, if I were to just base on the SGX uh, chart book, which I think they release on the monthly basis where they talk about the average uh, property trust and they compare their performance. Uh, I think if you look at the average uh, 42 S REITs and property trusts, uh, it as of uh, 31st of August, a bit dated, okay, at the time of this recording, the average yield is about 7.5%, okay, but with the recent uh, sell down, I actually looking at this yield to be around 8%, okay, okay, or even higher, right, and if you look at, compare this with the uh, 10 years uh, government bond, is which is about 32 3.3%, uh, there's actually a spread about close to 4 Four plus percent. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and historically, I think of course, if you look at the spread, usually when it's near, uh, four percent or five percent, usually that is the time where it, it becomes very attractive. Okay. And this is despite the fact that I think the ten-year government bond yield has actually ex, uh, expanded. Uh, but of course, if you look at the forward yield that I think SJX uh chart book actually presented, um, they and they don't seems like to be at the historical high. Okay. okay in terms of uh, yield. Largely because they have excluded the outliers, some of the outliers like your US based uh, REITs, which have uh, I think double digit U, 20, 30, 40% percent U, that kind of uh, <laughs> level. Yep. Yeah, so they kind of exclude them them out. Because okay. they kind of skew the results. Yeah, they kind of skew the results. Yeah. If you throw this all in, I think if you base on uh, historical data that we always pull, mm -hmm. uh, the average U is hovering in between 11%, the whole sector, just mm. the REITs itself. Okay. But bear in mind that I think the data that we collect from our website, sreitsfitperson.com, uh, is based on their full year uh, DPU, full year NAV. Okay, so some of this uh, DPU may be already cut, mm -hmm. okay, like what we've seen with some of the REITs that have announced with their DPU suspension. Yeah. So, uh, so, but I think I will still prefer to look at the price to book basis, but that kind of gives you an idea where they are in terms of uh, no, NAV basis, right? Compared to the prices they were trading on a whole sector basis, I think you are looking at uh, near historical low valuation, right? So this is very close to the COVID sell down during the uh, pandemic at the time, and a lot of risk actually went into uh, sharp plunge uh, because of uh, leverage one of them and then secondly because of the panic selling that the market is actually uh, we've seen across the board at that point of time okay so now in terms of uh, price to book the whole sectors we are looking at about 0 0.8 times uh, and COVID at that time was about 0 0.8 times to as low as 0 0.7 but that only happened like in a very short time frame I think in a week so right so and then they quickly rebounded so now we are in the situation where the whole sector for REITs are quite depressed mm -hmm. okay so which I think is also always the time where we will come in and take a look hey there might be opportunities yeah because I think Victor, Victor always yeah, likes to yeah. say you know you can't have a good outlook and yeah, a, a good, good price good valuation at the yeah. same time yeah. it's times like these when it's uncertain no one knows what's going to happen yeah. looks a bit like iffy <laughs> that this that's is where the, the opportunity, this yeah. where the opportunity yeah. is like. Yeah. And it's really, as, a, as an investor, worth your salt 
you this is the time for you to come and go in and yeah. look for yeah. a good opportunity. There's yes. always yeah. some quality companies inside that also being pushed down by because of all this whole thing because it's the whole sector going down. Yeah. But there, there's definitely it's not everyone is bad, right? There's yeah. always some good one inside. Yeah. So if you've seen those like those uh, reads that are hitting fifteen two weeks fifty two weeks low, um, I think if you look at the the those that have been whack badly <laughs> during this uh, rising rate environment which is one of the main reason for the recent sell down like you have Tassin retail trust i mean this is a business trust right and it's come down about 70 over percent right so an ec world rates has come down about 40 over percent based on one year total returns uh elite commercial has come down 50 over percent and then of course you have uh, your u.s based rates like capital Cap pacific old menu life u.s reads prime u.s reads all those has come down uh, 50, 60, 80%. Yeah, that's a massive crash. <laughs> it's a ma massive crash, right? And yeah, so some of these are actually uh, badly affected because of the fact that the rising rate actually pushed the interest rate actually go higher. And the other reason, of course, uh, we covered this before. I think we talked about office US rates previously. I think right? in February. February this year. This year. Yeah. This year. Okay, so we did highlight that there's a fundamental issue that are going on in this industry because uh, since the pandemic happens, I think there are a lot of people getting used to like working from home and the demand for office space in the US kind of like dropped uh, significantly. I think not many people are going back to the office as they used to be, like three times or five, even five times a day, right? Yep. So um, that kind of leads to a huge uh, oversupply situation in the US that we are looking at, right? And plus the rising rate with lower demand, I think that kind of like double whammy for, mm -hmm. for the whole sector. And then uh, that actually resulted the uh, some of these like uh, US based rates to see. I mean, we've seen their prices drop quite significantly, right? So this is a sector that I think the yield now you look at them is uh, based on our data that we have. Uh, I think they are the the three highest one is actually like Capital Pacific Oak twenty six percent, Prime US rates fifty two percent, and Manulife US rates about eighty one percent. Okay, eighty percent yield. Yeah. Wow. So of course, uh, this DPU is likely going to reduce significantly. Okay. okay. Or pause. I think the case. Yeah. Of and I think right? during the February time when we share the the average yield was sixteen point four percent. Okay. Right. <laughs> and right now it's like even higher. It's not because that they increased the dividend, but rather the share price have reduced. So we it. highlighted this back in February. We said this is look. Don't look at look at yeah. look at. I mean, don't look at these US REITs because it's going to be. A very shaky situation. Yep. Probably yeah. going to get worse. Yeah. And it it got it worse. Got worse. It yeah. got worse. Yeah, it got worse. But then someone could look at this, you know, maybe a beginner will say, hey, 80% you, man. I just need to hold it for one year. <laughs> yeah. I might just get my money back and then wait a little bit more. And I mean, someone at 50% as well. It's very, very high yields. What would you say to someone like that? Why, um, why should they avoid I think, these kind of reads? I think the, at this stage, it's uh, highly uncertain. Uh, for the sector to recover, we still don't know when that is going to happen because um, the the pace of uh, recovery for people going back to office in the US are not getting any traction. This is the fight, despite the fact that some of the companies, big companies have, uh, you know, tell their employees to go back to office, but they are still not really following through the <laughs> order. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah, so I think my advice is stay out of it because it's still very shaky. And even if you, this sector were to recover, it's going to take a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so probably three, uh, maybe five years down the road. Okay, it, it, it hasn't even bottomed up yet at this stage. Um, but of course, if you still are very opportunist and you want to look at it, uh, of course, go for the one that which we talked about it in the previous video. So the one with the most financial muscle, right? The, the, mm -hmm. the one that is a solid one. I think Capital Pacific Oak actually stood out. Uh, but again, you got to prepare for uh, another 50% drawdown. <laughs> because it, it could happen, right? And there's no uh, recovery in sight. 
at this stage mm-hmm. okay because there are still reports saying that annual valuation across the boards are coming down and that will affect their gain ratio they will trigger the interest coverage and that that is what exactly what we've seen with many life years reads okay. uh, that financial convenience is actually being triggered okay so yeah. it's a very risky play uh so don't Yes, you're saying just don't get carried away by the high yields you see because yes. dividends could get cut some more. Yeah. Uh, it, you won't be getting that sort of dividend moving forward and the recovery yeah. is, is you don't know how long it's going to take. Yes. So don't you avoid those kind of reads. I Yeah, I think I would personally yeah. avoid. Yeah, I think most um, people would as well. Yeah, because I don't know. The key question is the survivor now. Right? Yeah. You don't yeah. know whether these reads can really go through this uh, down cycle right yeah i think recently there's an article yeah. also mentioning that the u.s commercial yeah. properties also having very very big crisis right now yeah. okay so you avoid these kind of reads uh but then at the same time you're saying that the whole sector is dragged down there's yep. still going to be high quality reads yep. that are doing well fundamentals yes. are still very very solid you know which ones or would you yeah would you highlight you, at this point no by we have to go through the the list the down as you move down. I think you saw it with elite commercial REITs is also giving you about nineteen percent. Uh, I think this REITs also got recently affected by the higher borrowing costs. Mm-hmm. I think we saw with in Europe, uh, and the rise, the sudden rise of interest rate actually affected their borrowing costs. Okay, so this uh, elite commercial also will see more pain to come because as their some of the loans matured, which they took on you know before the pandemic. All right, and at a lower rate. Um, now it's actually seeing uh, at a higher rate, right? So that pain is <laughs> there will be more pain to come. Uh, so I would continue to go down the list. Of course, you may have seen some of the uh, reads that gives you ten uh, percent uh, or twelve percent. You know, those are still a higher risk uh, basket. Okay, I mean every each one of these reads have their own issue that mm-hmm. they're dealing with, right? So um, I will personally basically go straight to those uh, reads that are giving you seven percent yield or less, mm-hmm. and look at those uh, basket, because those reads are better in terms of quality, uh, and of course you don't look at those reads that have paused the dividend. Of course, that will be under mm. less than seven percent, right? Yeah, like in the case of EC World Read, uh, and of course you have Tassin Retail Trust, which is a business trust. Um, those have their tenants defaulted, you know, and because they have a counterparty risk, which eventually triggered uh, their largest tenant actually never pay up right? so they couldn't pay up the loans and then now they have uh, default okay right defaulted some of those uh, loans right so perhaps uh let me go straight to the point here okay mm-hmm. which is uh, the reads yeah i think which one people has been waiting <laughs> yeah, me, you, you go straight to the point please <laughs> <laughs> i think um the one is my favorite is actually uh capital land integrated Commercial trust. Okay. Right. So this reads previously was actually Capital Land More Trust. Mm-hmm. I held it through, and then it subsequently merged with Capital Land Commercial Trust. Okay. Yep. So it was a pure retail reads, and then subsequently yes, merged with uh, Great A offices uh, reads, right, which is Capital Land Commercial Trust, and now they are basically a combination of uh, retail and office, and a bulk of their assets. Uh, primarily in Singapore, okay, and uh, of course, let's look at some of the assets that they own. Right, they have um, Bedok Mall, right, Bugis Junction, Bugis Plus, IMM Building, Junction Eight. I think Tampines Mall. Mm-hmm. I, I I've been to some of these malls, and I think they are usually generally very crowded. Yeah, uh, over the weekend, and uh, they also have like prime grade A offices like your Capital Tower. Capital Sky, Six Battery Road, you know, these are your prime CBD area in Singapore, right? So 
uh, very very uh, good assets and of course you have integrated developments like your Plaza Singapura, Raffle City which is another uh, great asset or uh, I think a lot of them are good assets actually and then you have Funan which has been redeveloped right mm-hmm. from the previous uh, old uh, Funan IT mall yeah so uh, these assets are very solid and if you look at the occupancy I think they have been they actually been hovering above uh, 90 over 95 percent mm. above 95 it's very high on average yeah right so that kind of gives you the clue that hey look they have this good asset in the good location tenants are willing to pay for this kind of rent for this kind of location okay so they are well occupied all right and so since singapore uh retail uh we talk about suburban and downtown downtown uh with malls or uh, like your orchard okay it's actually made up about 50 percent of their portfolio more than 50 percent actually right so slightly more and then the other seven twenty seven percent actually the singapore cbd uh, office and then then the six percent actually the singapore hotel okay so if you look at it uh this reads i think essentially almost um ninety percent of their assets are based in singapore mm-hmm. so when you have uh reads that are based in singapore collect rental income in sing dollar you don't really have that currency risk they do have asset in I think Germany, Australia. That part will be exposed to the currency rate uh, fluctuation. And I think with Sing dollar has been strengthening against a lot of other currency. Uh, you know, we actually have seen some bits with heavy exposure in overseas market when they translate back their income into Sing dollar. Actually, it's a lot lower. Like what exactly happened to uh, Taiwan mm-hmm. Logistic uh, Trust, okay, mm-hmm. which is a Japanese logistic uh, REIT. And then because of the yen, I think we can against dollars so much uh, because of their tight monetary policy, right? Um, that kind of like affected their DPU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I look at the rental income in JBY, uh, it's still solid, okay? So uh, for back to Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust, I think if you look at their top 10 tenants, you have Raffles uh, Hotel, which is one of their anchor tenant. We have uh, WeWork, of course now this is a big question, mark, but it's only account about 2.4% of their portfolio and of course your NTUC, GIC, Temasek, I think those of you who don't know, they are the yeah. Singapore government. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, so it's very solid tenants, the top 10 tenants and it's very, very diversified. And they have, I think, a lot of tenants in their portfolio, right? So uh, yeah, so if you look at the qualitative aspect, I think some of the leases that they have actually renewed uh, recently across the board for their retail portfolio, they have actually seen a positive rent reversion about 6.9%. Okay on average mm. okay so that will that rental increment will comes in over the next uh two to three years okay when they sign this uh, leases right so and there will be a rent increment that basically you see with this particular reads uh and then of course if you look at their tenants uh traffic all right shopper traffic and then tenant sales they have also seen their tenant sales exceeded the pre-pandemic level right and traffic of course is still recovering um but I think tenant sales is a main important uh, metrics that I looked at because if your tenants are doing well, usually you can increase the rent. All right. right. So <laughs> basically, yeah. uh, CICT has high quality assets in prime locations. They're in high demand. Yes. So tenants are always looking for you know to rent their space. Yeah. And you have high quality tenants as well. Yes. So it's, it looks it's a very stable REIT. Yeah. Uh, based in Singapore, so you collect in Sing dollar. Yeah. You receive your dividend in Sing dollars as well. E- yes. So everything is just. Uh, solid in that sense yeah so this reads i think if you go back two years ago it was affected by the lockdown yeah. right pandemic and they have to give up rental rebate four months and some some tenants get even more right 
that was uh, heavily affected by the lockdown. Um, so some of those leases were signed during even uh, during those uh, pandemic time. Uh, so it could be a bit depressed some of the prices that they list out. So with the lockdown now is gone and yeah. uh, tourists are coming back to Singapore. I think you get to see that with their shorter leases, about two to three years for their retail side. I think you get to see um, some of these uh, leases being renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you see a, a lot of uh, good positive uh, reversion there, right? So there's a recovery play that is actually still ongoing with this particular REITs, and on top of that, uh, there isn't a lot of supply when it comes to shopping mall in Singapore, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, if you go to Orchard, there isn't any uh, new malls being built because mm-hmm. there's no more space. There's no more space, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you own one of the those are prime assets, usually uh, the choices are a bit limited. Yeah. Okay, and uh, on top of that. Um, so a lot of their malls are in the, in the near uh, train station or bus interchange, right? Yeah. It's very prime. And uh, besides that, that's for their retail portfolio, right? Then the, you have, on the other hand, you look at the office uh, portfolio, which I think at this stage, the Singapore CBD area is uh, facing a very tight uh, you know, vacancy, right? So mm. meaning to say that uh, there's a very short, short uh, shortage of uh, you know, supply of office space in Singapore CBD area. Okay, I think you're looking at the low uh, single digit uh, average uh, vacancy rate. Uh, I think about 5.2% as of second quarter of 2023, right? So it's very tight. So usually when you have a vacancy rate of, of uh, less than 10%, it's a landlord's market, mm-hmm. right? So it's up to the landlord to dictate how much they want to charge you. Yep. If you don't want, you can go to find other space and mm-hmm. you don't really have a lot of options. So generally. it's entirely opposite of what's happening in the US. So yeah. In Singapore, is that people are just e- still crammed in this space. Yes. There's no way you can go. <laughs> yeah. So if you want a great office in the CBD, this is like your choices and that's it. Yeah. And in terms of culture, also a lot of uh, Singaporean, I think, have gone back to office. Yeah, the boss is saying, you mm-hmm. got to come back come to work. Even if <laughs> 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 you're not doing anything, I want you to sit in the office so I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> and Singapore is a very small country, so it's not like, you know, it, like US you have to drive hours yeah, fifth, jam yeah half an hour 45 like minutes normal yeah, yeah so Singapore is really like you know so back to office is like a norm nowadays and I used to see my uh, sister-in-law working from home mm-hmm. every day now she I've never seen her anymore except <laughs> okay. weekend right? I think yeah. you can look at the the <laughs> number of passengers in the uh, MRT Train you, station. you, you yeah. know already right? yeah. Yeah. so I think in terms of the that tax vacancy will helps with the office rental uh, over the next. I mean, recently has weakened uh, because of the a lot of uh, macro uncertainties. Uh, but this trend, I think, is likely going to continue to edge up. Okay, as we move along. But it provided there's no big financial crash. Okay, because mm-hmm. if there's a big, big financial crash, then obviously we will see. Uh, rent started coming down again. But okay. that will affect everyone as well, right? They will affect yeah. everyone, yeah. right? But if you look at the average uh, expiry rent uh, for their, in their portfolio, and on average, it's about $11 for 2023, the year. So their whole portfolio that's going to expire. Uh, but the current market rent is actually is about 11.8. Okay. Okay, so it's still below that, right? So meaning to say if they renew some of this rent, there will be a positive reversion, right? And 2024 is even lower at $11. Okay, so or slightly less. Okay, ten dollars and ninety nine cents. So this will provide uh, recovery for them, not just in retail but also office. Okay. Okay, and with that tight vacancy space and limited supply in retail, I think that will provide a very solid uh, recovery path. Like slow. Okay? okay. Slow but steady. Uh, but of course we have the interest rate cost coming up, and if you look at the CICT, yeah. I think. That you have to look at the capital structure, right? You want to make sure that they are not overly leveraged. Uh, and in terms of uh, aggregate leverage, they have about forty percent, which is decent. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's reached the line where I'm very, 
I'm comfortable with. Uh, once you start to go 45%, I say, ah, no, this week is too risky, too mm-hmm. much debt. All right. Yep. And then they have percentage of their borrowings are fixed about close to 78%. Okay, which means that, you know, the higher rate does affect them, but it's in tranches, right? And then some of these loans will gonna expire in the next uh, two to three years, or some of the loans, the actually mat- average maturity of their loans is about 4.3 years, mm-hmm. right? So you get to see that their loans maturity actually space out evenly, right? Until 2030, and then you start to slow down. You see some loans stretch out all the way to 2031, 2033, right? So, so basically they will get affected by high interest rate, but it's very slow. Mm-hmm. Okay, based on the tranches. They basically spread out that effect yes. on them. And they have been gotten used to paying a higher rate compared to some of the REITs that uh, put their loans mostly on floating. Mm-hmm. Right, so they have enjoyed low rate you know, for the last uh, few years right, or 10 over years. Now with a higher rate environment, you know, CICT has actually been paying that kind of high rate okay. all the while. Right. Of course, they will still get affected because now if their fixed loans mature, they have to refinance it with a higher rate. Mm-hmm. Right. So that will affect them, but it's slow and steady. But with the rent increment that coming in, uh, of course, that will be able to. Um, I'm actually expecting that it to offset some of this uh, cost pressure. Okay. Hopefully, uh, utility costs start to uh, stay the same or come down. Right. If mm-hmm. you continue to go up like what we saw in 2020, 2021, the supply chain issue, of course, that will. Uh, no, put a lot more pressure on their DPU distribution per unit. All right, I think yeah. that's a question that any REIT or income investor, you know, they say, look, uh, you know, you're saying all these things about CICT, <laughs> the, the macro factors are yeah. look good in Singapore, rent reversions look positive, yeah, uh, and the interest rates look like they can they can manage it pretty well. So does yes. this all mean that they are able to at least maintain the dividend moving forward? Yeah, because that's the main thing for income investors. Yes, uh, I think that's why I highlighted this tweet mm-hmm. <laughs> because. Okay. Uh, uh, I think that they are able to withstand this current stretch, but you don't expect their DPU to grow like, you know, high single digit. Perhaps they can still grow. If not, at least worst case, if the rate continue to go up, which what Fed or a lot of people are saying, right? It will continue to go up or stay for a while. Uh, I would expect them to stay their, DP, they keep their DPU, right? Mm-hmm. At least flat. Yeah, so the they just maintain few, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. next two to three years until the rate start to revert. Once the rate start to revert, obviously we'll start to see uh, less pressure on their interest costs, and then there's the that's the time where they can start to uh, you know you may start to see more uplift in terms of uh, distribution per unit, yeah. So uh, and in terms of interest coverage, this one also is quite solid. It's about three times. It's about three point three times. I mean, obviously, if I have uh, five times, uh, even better. But this which currently stands at about three point three uh, times. Okay. So uh, average cost of debt now they're actually hovering about three point two percent. Okay. So uh, financially, I think that they are quite uh, strong okay but they are not the best in the industry mm-hmm. of course right but you know given that this reach is currently at this time of recording is trading at about one dollar and 77 cent that dpu if we based on last year fy 2022 i think 10.58 cents uh that will gives you a six percent yield mm-hmm. yeah okay, pretty so decent yeah yeah of course you can invest in uh uh, you know, short-term treasury one year, but that yield is high, three percent, four percent. Uh, but that only lasted one year, right? We don't know what's going to happen next. But with this read, that it's going to give you the, that six percent, and you know, with the quality that you are getting, chances are high that they are able to maintain at least that DPU. But of course, if things get worse, DPU may come down slightly. Uh, then you have to prepare for that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's an equity risk that you need to bear in mind. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, look at. I mean, one is fixed income, one is, one is equity. Yes. So there's there's upside as well. Yeah, that's that's why you well. look at something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, I mean, interest rate can change anytime, right? I mean, it can go to zeros yeah. <laughs> overnight. <laughs> so yeah, who knows, right? And yeah, you don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, so, but don't just invest in one single read, okay? Yeah. And this read is, I mean, is I think that uh, able to sustain that DPU in the current high rate environment is one of those quality reads in my portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I'm biased. So you have to go and do your own uh, due diligence. And of course, this is not the only reads I hold, right? So you have to diversify across. A uh, few REITs and or a few other income stocks. If you're looking for, uh, you know, passive income. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just wanted to highlight maybe one REIT. You know, that's uh, you know, despite the troubles in the industry and the yes. high interest rates, it's still going on very. I mean, it's still chugging along very nicely. Mm. Uh, paying a dip, uh, a dividend. It's stable. Managing the interest rates very well. Yeah. So once again, no recommendation to buy or sell anything. Please do your own due diligence. You know, find out if it it makes sense for you. Uh, but it makes sense. For you, right, Rizmi? It makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's just one of the reads you have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of the reads uh, that you can take a look, right? If you're interested in the uh, high, relatively high yield mm -hmm. uh, type of uh, reads, fifty uh, percent I think is not fantastic. If you look at uh, mm -hmm. the current uh, ten-year government bond, which uh, three over percent, uh, but one-year treasury is about four percent. In the US, you're getting about five, almost five percent. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's still uh, a better yield. <laughs> okay, he's still a better <laughs> yield. Uh, and if you like REITs and you believe in the recovery play, yes. uh, I mean, not, not a quick recovery play, but yeah. a midterm kind of re recovery play, uh, this is something that you know some investors might be comfortable with mm. as well. Yeah. But I guess the main thing you want to point out is that, look, this is a solid REIT in despite the circumstances, and you don't want to have a look at those REITs that are giving you double-digit yields, because yeah. those are just... Like you said, they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say all of them, but yeah. I think the one that have a lot of pressure with fundamental issue in the industry that they're in, I think it's very difficult for them to come back. To, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bigger hole to climb out of. To climb out yes, of, yeah. it's a big challenge, right? Yeah. So, uh, because there's very little things they can control, right? If mm. it's an industry problem, everyone is having the same issue. Right, you need the demand to come back quickly, but it's not coming back. Mm. Yeah, and there are some like you know REITs that have tenants, tenant issue, the <laughs> anchor tenant never pay up, and then that's going to default the whole thing, and the whole thing may just collapse. All right. Yeah, like you know what you saw with the uh, Tassin Retail Trust and then EC World REITs. I mean, those are problematic REITs, so try to avoid uh, those extremely high yield uh, REITs All right. because they are very risky. Okay, yeah. so again, it goes back to quality in what you're buying. So whether it's REITs or just a, like a regular company, you know always goes back to quality and what are the fundamentals, how they're affecting it, yeah, how do they yes. respond to the environment and CICT looks like it's pretty stable Yeah. Uh, and giving a very stable yield as well. Looks likely that it can maintain its DPU. Yes. Yep. All right. So, yeah. I mean, again, uh, anything could happen, but it looks very uh, solid. All right. So again, yeah. if you want to have a look, uh, do check out yourself. No recommendation. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? If, actually, if you ask me the question yeah. whether can they maintain the dividends, right, and 2019, I would say yes. Okay. And then COVID came. Yeah, but uh, that was yeah. like a who, who knew COVID <laughs> would happen, right? Yeah. So uh, I think back to the point where yeah. anything can happen, right? So yeah. that's why it's important to uh, diversify your risk. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. So again, I mean, that's that's about that's, that's the risk when it comes to investing. That, yeah. That's yeah. investing. Yeah, that's yeah. investing. You just kind of like go with the probabilities and what you yep. are comfortable with. Yes. There's no hundred percent probability. Yeah, there's no hundred percent. Maybe CPF, I don't know. <laughs> 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 okay, so is there anything else you want to share about? Yeah, that's all. That's it? Okay, yeah, so uh, if you like this roundtable, you know, please hit the like button. Any questions about CICT, you want to ask, ask about anything about that, put them in the comment section. And of course, uh, my no, name is... No, write into them. 
Write it. Yeah. Oh, can you can invest in relations? Work to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, some people may not know that, but you can actually email investor uh, relations investor for any relation, company. Yeah. And ask them the questions you have. Just email them. Uh, a a good uh, investor relation relation team would handle all those yeah. queries. Yes. Yeah. I think it will give you better information. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's another way to do your research because if a, if a team is very <laughs> proactive in managing your questions from the public and everything from investors, it shows that it's quite well run. Yeah. Yep. Some kind of some teams may just ignore you because yeah. no one's running, no yeah. one knows what's happening. Yep. So it gives you insight into how the company is being run as well. Yes. Yeah. You should get a response from CICT. Yeah. You should, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So with that, my name is Adam. This is Rosman. Yep. Thank you so much for sharing all the data, thank and you. research. That's Victor. Uh, thank you for joining us. And of course, uh, you know, subscribe to our channel. Many more roundtables coming up, and we'll see you again. <laughs>